Hey folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a Dogcast Studio podcast. Catch new episodes of the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook or Twitter. Stay healed, baby. Welcome, folks, yeah, to another episode of the Turnbuckle Report. And no, your ears do not deceive you. You are hearing the voice of the guy, Chad. That is right. We are going to be doing the year-in top five male, top five female wrestlers. And I am excited for today's episode. I got to tell you, uh, doing this alone has got me a little nervous. Because normally you would have the voice of the Turnbuckle Report, the voice that gets you going. That luscious, luscious voice of the people's host, Leland. But he's not with us tonight. Hey, it's year in. We've got Christmas, we got New Year's. People deserve a little bit of time off. And I told the boys, I said, listen, big dog, listen, people's host, I've got you covered for this week. I'm going to get on that mic and I'm going to spit my top five. And when you guys return, you can hand it back to me. You can say, you know what, the guy, your list sucks. So nonetheless, listen, let's be honest. This is the guy's list. Normally, this would be the TBR list that we would come out. And we always have a list every year. And we come up with some pretty creative things, the content that we try to push. Some years we talk about the nicest booties of wrestling, uh, you know, assuming that we try to stay within an appropriate realm when we talk discuss these things. But nonetheless, we always try to become a little creative. And I thought this year I would, you know, keep it a little simple. You know, I'm no Jim Rome, but this is the guy, and we're going to have a little bit of what I call a singles match today. We won't have that tag team with the trios or the duos. It's just the singles match. The guy versus the peoples. The people's going to be listening, and we're going to find out if my list adds up to some of these other lists that I got to say. I don't know. You know what, PWI? Pro Wrestling Illustrated, if you will. I can't say that I agree with your list. And I was texting back and forth with the people's host, and we both agree to disagree with your list. We don't like it. All right, we don't like it. And uh, I'm just I'm just going to start with this. PWI, why isn't Maxwell Jacob Freeman at your number one? Seriously. What, what made you think, you know what? He's only wrestled like three or four matches out of the year, which, by the way, have all been top-notch, big-time matches. And we're going to put Roman Reigns at number one. Not that I have a problem with Roman Reigns. I really don't. You got to ask yourself the question. Is Roman Reigns' heel run as good as Maxwell Jacob Freeman? And let me say that again because I botched that name. Maxwell Jacob Freeman, MJF. Is Roman Reigns' heel run better than MJF? I have to say no. Not at all. Not at all. You know, and the other big thing about this is, is you've got Kenny Omega at number one, and I love Kenny Omega. I have for a while now. Kenny Omega is by far one of the top 10 wrestlers of 2021 easily, but we got him at number one, PWI. We got Roman Reigns at number one, PWI. 
And that's fine. Listen, if you want to put them at your number one spots, I can't take that away from you. You, you, you run your own magazine. We're just the Turnbuckle Report. We're just this little time, little guys. <laughs> We're just in the corner trying to make our voices loud. Turnbuckle Report. And I get it. I get it. Our list may not, you know, add up or equal to your list. Well, when I tell you my top five PWI, you might be like, uh, what are you smoking, the guy? Well, nothing right now. I'm, I'm clear-headed. I'm sober. I'm as sober as a priest on Sunday right now. And I'm telling you, I don't agree with the list. Let's just get into it a little bit, all right? We've got Kenny Omega at number one. We've got Roman Reigns at number two. Bobby Lashley at number three. Drew McIntyre at number four. And Kota Ibushi, Ibushi at number five. I like all these wrestlers, okay? I like them a lot. I think very highly of Drew McIntyre. I think very highly of Bobby Lashley. Fantastic wrestlers. But if we're going to put Bobby Lashley at number three and we don't even have CM Punk in your top five, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Just, just last Wednesday alone with that match, that tag match with CM Punk, Sting, and Darby Allin versus FTR and MJF. I haven't seen Drew McIntyre or Bobby Lashley put in any matches on like that at all this year. Of the WWE matches that I've actually watched, I have not witnessed any kind of matches coming from Bobby Lashley or Drew McIntyre in any kind of fashion that even equals to CM Punk at all. Got CM Punk coming out with the surfer sting look. Come on now. Come on now. If that doesn't put you in the top five alone, just looking like Surfer Sting, I don't, I don't know what it's going to take, PWI. What's it going to take? I feel like for the most part, when I sit here and I try to think about what my top five wrestlers, what am I looking for in my top five? Am I just going to come out on the mic and let all the fans know what my top five is and they're just going to think that uh, the guy is just BSing some things? I don't think so. I'm not, I'm not out here to BS. I've been watching a lot of wrestling for the last six seven months i have gone to events i have been behind the scenes for some of these indie circuits i i've seen a lot of wrestling a lot of it and i'm not going to sit here and say that i know it all or i'm the the top-notch uh wrestling mind of all of wrestling minds in the world all right you got paul Heyman for that okay that's that's his job not mine mine's just to run this little podcast here and uh try to put in my two cents every week and every Wednesday when we release, we try to put out the best content that we can possibly put out and say the best things that we can possibly say. And, and and I don't think there's a better host of a podcast out there than the people's host. All right. He is, in my opinion, if I had to put a list together of the top wrestling podcasters, hosts out there, I put the people's host at number one. And maybe that's a little biased, but that's okay. That's okay because that's my list. Just like PWI, I'm not going to agree, and you might not either, but the people's host in my book is number one. So let's dive into it a little bit. So everybody might be asking the question, all right, guy, you've been rambling on for the last seven minutes. Who do you have for your top five male wrestlers? And I got to say, it does not match up to PWI's list at all. Not at all. So let's get into it. How is my list any different, you might ask? Well, let's get into number five on my list. PWI has Big E at number 13, and I got him as my number five. 
And I got to tell you, it, it was very difficult for the guy to decide whether or not he was going to put Big E at number five or he was going to put Bobby Lashley at number five. But I had to give it to the champ. I had to give it to the champ. Big E has been fire since having that belt. Since having that belt. You're not going to find a nicer guy, a greater wrestler, somebody who's got the greatest work ethic in WWE. You're not going to find anything better. Big E's going to be a star at any promotion that he goes to, whether he steps foot in an AEW ring, an Impact ring, an ROH ring if they come back, New Japan, you name it. Any indie circuit out there, Big E is going to be your guy. He's going to be your champ. Now, I'm not saying he carried the New Day because the three of them together are like the Beatles. All four of them together, the Beatles, made this lightning in a bottle situation where you had one of the hottest bands in the 1960s. You remove any of those gentlemen out of the band and the band isn't as good as it once was. This is the same for the New Day. You remove any of those gentlemen out of the New Day and the New Day is just not the New Day anymore. You might as well call that something else. And that was fact. When Big E was missing from the group, when you just had Xavier and you had uh, Kofi, the New Day wasn't the New Day. And it was evident when you see Big E going on and doing things on his own. He had become one of the greatest singles wrestlers that I've seen in 2021. But yeah, I'm putting him at my number five because at the end of the day, it's still WWE. It's still going to be the poor storytelling that we get week after week. And unfortunately, because of that, I got Big E at number five, but he is still putting on a great show week after week. I went to Raw. I saw Big E live. Nobody puts on a better live show than Big E, period. And let's stay in WWE, shall we? Let's talk about another person that was in a faction. If you remove him out of that group, just like the Beatles, that faction is not going to be near as good as any of the other factions that are in WWE. That faction will fall apart. And that was evident. When you had the Shield, you've got Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and Seth Rollins, all part of one of the greatest factions I've seen next to the New Day. And you've got Roman Reigns at number four on the TBR The Guys list. And the reason for this is, and the reason I didn't put him up higher, is because of WWE. Let me explain something a little bit about that, what, what I've been seeing. Not everybody's going to agree with this, but this is what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a wrestler who's been dominant. You put anybody in that ring and he just looks like he's going to be a killer. He just wins every match. You put John Cena in the ring with Roman Reigns, who wins? Roman Reigns. You put Finn Balor in the ring with Roman Reigns, who's going to win? Roman Reigns. You put Brock Lesnar in the ring against Roman Reigns, who wins? Roman Reigns. This is what it's been the last few months. We He's had no competition. And that's the way WWE has been making this look. He They want him to be the most dominant champion in all of wrestling. And this really has nothing to do with storytelling. This is just all of wrestling in general. If we're not talking that this isn't because of AEW, then, then you're full of shit. Because it is. Roman Reigns being their dominant champions to show AEW that we have the most dominant champion in all of wrestling. You have what? Kenny Omega? You got Adam Page? Okay. Like a drunk neighbor trying to decide whether or not he needs to go get another Coors Light out of the fridge, trying to debate whether or not Roman Reigns is your number one. 
But I have to tell you, for the guy, he's number four on my list. And that's simply because he's been too dominant. I want to see Roman Reigns in a situation where he can't get out of it. Where he's finally got somebody that's going to put him up against the ropes and he's got to fight his way out. Heel or babyface, I don't care. Put somebody in that ring with Roman Reigns to give me some idea that this might be a good match. I don't want to be bored. I don't want to yawn. I don't want to want to assume he's going to win. I want to assume that Roman's is going to get his ass kicked and he's got to fight his way out. And he might have to do a little heelish shit to do it. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh-uh. Uh-uh-uh. With the WWE. Uh-uh-uh. They say. We want this man to be dominant. Heel or babyface. We don't care whether he's got a heel win or he's just going to win straight up. We want this man kicking ass. And that was fun for a few months. And the people's host, or even the big dog might say, that's the greatest thing they've ever seen. Maybe. I guess we find out when they return. But the guy says it's been too much, too often, and I'm done with it. Done with it. I need to see Roman with his back up against the wall, fighting out. Teeth snarling, spit coming out of his mouth. I need to see Roman Reigns actually put in the corner and needs to fight his way out of it. Period. I need it. I need it bad. My number three is Hangman Adam Page. Let's move away from Roman Reigns. Let's go to the other side of the champion's bracket, shall we? We got the champion AEW. And as underwhelming as it's been since he's become champion, before that point, in my opinion, he had one of the greatest stories ever told in wrestling at this point. Going back two years. And let me add, that lariat over the top rope, when he comes over and he nails it, that lariat looks deadly. I'd be shocked that any wrestler kicks out. and Wrestlers do. But it can't be easy. You know that one hour match with Brian Danielson? Fire match. Get rid of the commercials. Get rid of all the holds and put it on an actual pay-per-view. And you got yourself one of the greatest matches of all time. But because it was on AEW Dynamite, I cannot rank Adam Page any higher. It was underwhelming. And because of that, Adam Page is at my number three. But I will tell you, before he became champion, the guy was very impressed with Adam Page. That was some of the best storytelling I've seen in wrestling in a long time. The underdog loses to Chris Jericho. Can't get it done. Hard on himself ever since. In a tag team with Kenny Omega, who ends up being his rival in the end, fighting for that belt. And Kenny always one-upping him all the time. And then finally, he finds a group of friends in the Dark Order, and they lift him up, they rebuild his confidence, and now we have one of the greatest champions. One of the greatest champions. I love it. I love that story. I think it's great. I think it's one of the greatest things I have ever witnessed with my own eyes in wrestling. And then he becomes champion. Boom. Right to number one on my list. But then he's been champion for a little bit now. For almost two months. And that's all been very underwhelming for me. And because of that, I had to put him at number three. Now, you may disagree. But PWI seems to agree with me a little bit that Adam Page isn't even deserving of the top five. Which blows my mind. Blows my mind. Now let's get into it with his opponent lately. We're talking Daniel Bryan. Or we like to say Brian Danielson. 
Now, the reason I bring up Daniel Bryan is simple. It's simple. That wasn't by mistake. Daniel Bryan was part of the WWE. Daniel Bryan was wrestling in 2021. Daniel Bryan was putting on a hell of a match in WrestleMania. And this is just a few short months after WrestleMania. He's on AEW. Wrestling under his everyday name. Brian Danielson. My cat agrees too. If you hear it back there meowing, he agrees. This is this is great. This is great. Daniel Bryan is putting on fire matches week after week. Week after week. Wrestling the Dark Order. Wrestling Adam Page. All these holds, submission maneuvers. Wrestling fire, lights out. He is well deserving in that number two spot. And we're all waiting for this CM Punk versus uh, Brian Danielson match. It's, it's on its way. It has to be. And when it gets there, that roof is going to blow off the joint of any arena that this ends up happening at. And I just cannot wait. Cannot wait for this to go down. In the meantime, these this this feud with, with Adam Page, at some point it's going to end. And whether or not he becomes the champion, and maybe, and maybe Tony Khan is teasing the waters a little bit. Trying to see how the fans were going to feel about a heel Daniel Bryanson or Brian Danielson. We do this on purpose on TBR, folks. Come on now. If you haven't figured this out by now, we do this on purpose. If they're testing the waters to see if this man is going to be your champion, to see if it's going to boost your ratings on TBS come in January, it's 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 possible. The payoff was to give Adam Page the, the belt because he'd had that storyline running forever. Two years. We needed... We needed that as a fans. That, that, that was something that the fans needed. We needed that baby face to be holding the title. But then as soon as he gets the title, everything is underwhelming. And now we got one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Top five greatest of all time. Top ten greatest of all time. Top 15, depending on your list. Going against uh, Adam Page. Maybe they're just testing the waters to see if this man is going to become our champion for AEW. And if he does, I guess I won't be disappointed. I love Adam Page. I do. I really do. But after that one-hour match, it was clear to me that E.W. is teasing the waters a little bit here to see if uh, old uh, Brian Danielson can be the champion for the A.E.Dubs. And it's possible. And I don't think the fans will be disappointed. I really don't. I think at first it might be like, oh, there's another WWE guy just becoming the champion again. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe that's true. Brian Danielson's career didn't start in WWE, folks. I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you. He, he may have made a name, household name for himself in the WWE. He may have put on some fire matches, became Daniel Two Belts. But the man is not from the WWE. His roots are with the people that he's wrestling with right now in AEW. Adam Cole. Kenny Omega, the Bucks. He, he's been with these guys for a long time. Essentially, you might say that AEW was his home calling. It was his homecoming. He came home. He'd been away for a while, overseas, fighting the war. Once he won the war, he came home. And when he came home, he was a different man. And he came back to kick ass. Maybe you can look at it that way. But if he wins the title, you can't say it's another WWE guy just winning the title. (laughs) Hey, boo-boo. You can't say that. You can't say that. And if you do, I suppose that's your opinion. There's not a whole lot I can do about it because I'm on the mic right now and this is mine. I'm trying to enjoy my time here, but if you're going to upset me, I'll just walk away. I'm just kidding. I can't. All I'm trying to do is say that 
in my little humble opinion, Daniel Bryan slash Brian Danielson had a fire 2021. And if you can't agree to that, then I don't know what else he had to do. I honestly don't know what else he had to do. My number one, my number one, boy, oh boy. Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I hinted to this earlier in the show. We already know. We already know. We already know. You guys didn't need to guess. You already knew who I was going with. I was going with MJF. And yes, he only wrestled a few matches this year. PWI is putting Kenny Omega ahead of him. But how? 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 How is MJF not even in your top five? What is he not doing? Is his heel heat so bad? So bad that you do not like him that you can't even put him in your top five. But his wrestling's subpar. He's just okay. He's just all right. The man sells his matches, folks. He's a good seller. When he gets hit, he acts like that thing was the worst hit he's ever had. And he builds so much heat. So much heat. It is insane. It is insane. We all hate MJF for a good reason. We love to hate him. He is the best heel in the business. Better than Roman Reigns. Better than Kenny Omega's. Better than Brian Danielson's run as heel right now in AEW. He was, he is the best heel in the business. In my humble little opinion on my show here. We love him. We love him. We still love him. We think he's great. We really do. Not everybody's going to agree with this list. My top five for the male wrestlers this year. We're not going to agree. And like I said at the beginning of the show, we usually try to find fun and interesting things to talk about, but I'm going to keep it very simple because I'm by myself tonight. I don't have the people's host. I don't have the big dog with me. They're taking some time off, some well-earned time off to enjoy their time on the New Year's. And I said, hell, guys, I'll take over. Let me do this. I'm going to put MJF as my number one since you guys are out. And if you agree or disagree, I guess we'll find out. But when the guy is on the mic with the people's host in the returning weeks, you know he's going to have something to say about this. You know he is. There might be somebody I left off the list. There might be somebody that's on the list he doesn't agree with. But nonetheless, I, I have to think that the, the people's host is going to agree that MJF has to be in the top five somewhere. Somewhere in this list. He's brutal. Those promos he's cutting with CM Punk are some of the top promos I've ever seen in my life. He cut a 30-minute promo and I was hoping for more. We hadn't even seen a match yet in the ring. Not one. Not one. Not one punch was thrown during that promo time with CM Punk. All they did was talk shit for 30 minutes. And it was some of the best content I've ever seen in wrestling. Ever. It was putting AEW on the map again. And again and again and again. And we don't even have him in the top five, PWI. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take for this man to get uh, to get some recognition here. What's it going to take? You know, last year we were putting Seth Rollins in the top 10 for his heel run and MJF no recognition. I, I don't understand. Seth Rollins' heel run was horrible. I don't like it. Oh, we're taking out somebody's eye. <laughs> I, I hope Rey Mysterio's okay with his eyeball. Come on. MJF should be in the top five. He's your number one. Let's go. Let's go. Let's move into the female wrestlers now before I get a little heated that the fact that we don't have MJF in the top five on any sort of wrestling end of the year top five wrestlers. I just, I guess I'll never understand. 
Now, my top five female wrestlers of the year may not all, you know, you know, maybe not everybody's going to agree. I know the people host is definitely not going to agree because I'll have one particular wrestler that's not even going to make my list. And I know when he returns, he's going to have something to say about it. He's going to come up to me. He's going to go, guy, what the hell, man? What is this bullshit list you just put out? But listen, this is my list. I'm on the show tonight. I'm the host. Let me have it. Let me have it, the people's host. Let me have this. Please. I beg you. I'm on my knees. Number five, female, top five. Let's get into it. Serena Deeb, come on. The hill run that Serena Deeb's having right now is so good. So good. And a lot of people are not even paying attention to this, in my opinion. I, I'm I'm going around social media looking for anybody saying anything about Serena Deeb, and everybody just seems to be forgetting that she's even there. Hikaru Shida and her have been putting on some really good matches, and it's been going back and forth. Shida get the top win, and then sometimes Deeb does. But Deeb and her NWA run as champion was was fire. Her her AEW run has been fire. This woman is going to be a champion at some point, whether she's holding a TBS title or the AEW women's title. At some point in the near future, she's going to be holding that belt because she is fire. And, you know, I was having a hard time with this because we have uh, Ruby Soho, which I am a huge fan of, and I couldn't even put her on the list. And and we got Serena Deeb, and I had to give it to Serena Deeb because we've never really talked about her before on the show. We just haven't. She's been flying under our radars as well here at TBR, and I've decided since I'm on the mic this week and I wanted to put a top five list out, I thought Serena Deeb was worthy of my time, worthy of a discussion, at least put in, that some of the matches that she's been putting on have been that good that she should earn a top five in my mention of a list. More so than I even think that she could give Britt Baker a run for her money as the AEW champion. I really, I really believe this. And maybe some won't. Maybe when the people's host and the big dog listen back to the show and go, what is the guy smoking? Well, I'm I'm smoking nothing. I am watching with my eyes on television. I see Serena Deeb is one of the top five wrestlers in the business right now. I, I have to give it to her. And let's talk about the champion for a moment at number four with Britt Baker. She went from being on the list of nobody wants you on our promotion to have anything to do with you to being the champion of AEW in a very short period of time, and her in-ring skills improved. And there was a point where I would have said that Britt Baker should be number one on anybody's wrestling list, period. But then when she had that 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 pay-per-view match against Ty Conti, and it looked sluggish and slow, and it just kind of dragged on, and it didn't look good, and it's been that way ever since. Ever since. She's worthy of the top five list simply because of what she's been able to pull off as champion. The fact that she even made it there. And every arena that you ever hear is you got DMD. DMD. I love it. You should be shouting DMD. She is your champion. But let's face it. It's been underwhelming the last few weeks. And if Britt Baker doesn't get back to that that point where she was at just at the end of the summer, just before the crowd started returning again, while they were still in Jacksonville at Daly's place, we need to get back to this. She needs to get back to that run. The fans were shouting DMD as soon as they could get their asses back in the seats to see this woman wrestle. They love Britt Baker. So she's number four. But as of right now, unless she can do more, she's just going to stay at number four. And I'm liking her championship run. So far, uh, at the beginning of her championship run, I would say it was a little better than Adam Page's. Not quite as underwhelming, but it has become that. It's a little stale now. We need to see our number three on our list start champion or, or, or start threatening our champion with a, with a title run herself with Thunder Rosa. 
Thunder Rosa is on a lot of people's lists as your top five. Thunder Rosa should be. She's one of the skillfulest wrestlers I've ever seen. Men or women. Thunder Rosa is an amazing wrestler. She knows how to work the crown. She knows how to build the heat. She knows how to be a babyface. And when she gets in that ring, she's an ass kicker. Through and through. And she's the only one, in my opinion, that I feel like that she could give Britt Baker a run for her money. Because we haven't seen anything out of Serena Deeb yet that points her in that direction that I think that she's going to get there. But some of the bouts that she'll go back and forth with Thunder Rosa just to get to that title run, it's going to be amazing. And that should make Britt Baker sweat it out a little bit that Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa have a history and they're going to kick each other's asses just to get to you. Three, four, and five are on purpose. We're talking about three wrestlers that are going to put on some really good matches, whether it's Serena Deeb versus Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker, or Serena Deeb versus Thunder Rosa. It's going to be amazing. We're going to see some really good women's wrestling on TBS, I guarantee it, if it comes to be. And I really hope that it does. But we all have to face it at the end of the day that uh, the AEW's women's roster is just not cutting it when it comes to WWE. The WWE's women's wrestling is why we tune in. It's why we tune in. They're a much superior wrestling promotion when it comes to their women's wrestling. We only tune in to watch women's wrestling here at TBR. We don't really give a shit about what the men are doing. Occasionally, we might be interested in Roman Reigns, but really what it comes down to, we are there for the women's matches. When a pay-per-view is coming up, especially with the day one, which, by the way, this is going to be released after. So I guess we're going to see what comes of it after the day one pay-per-view. But honestly, this is why we tune in. We're tuning in to WWE for the women's matches. And AEW, we're tuning in for the men's. Though I do enjoy the women's wrestling in AEW, it's the men's wrestling that I'm really after here. And on the, on the WWE side, it's the women's. I could give two shits what the men are doing. When I went to Raw, the most... And this is going to sound crazy. The best match I saw was with Bianca Belair and Dewdrop of the entire night. The entire night. You're going to be like, what? Guy, are you still smoking? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm totally sober. I'm telling you, you guys got to believe me. I'm sober. Bianca Belair is my number two, and she put on the best match at Raw. Period. Lifting Dewdrop on that, the crowd went nuts when she lifted Dewdrop over her head. And slammed her down. That was. I just had to sit back and look at this. The crowd was going crazy over Bianca. They love her. They love her. She is definitely worthy of a number one or number two spot on any list. And the PWI has her at number one. And I think that's the only list that PWI has put out that I can actually agree with. You got one right. Bianca Belair. The crowd loves her. She's a hell of a performer. But at some point, even I have to say that with, with Bianca, it gets stale. You know, it's the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over. She's going to slap her ass in the ring at the wrestler to taunt them. She's going to whip her hair around and around and around and around. It's just going to be the same thing over and 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 over. I need to see something different once in a while. I need to see her get aggressive. I need to see some some emotion that's outside of this. Girl, no, you didn't. Clap, clap, clap. I got to see something different. And I'm not teasing her of it. I'm not teasing that. I'm not making fun of that. I'm saying it's getting stale. It was fun in the beginning and it's getting stale now. I loved it at first. I loved her attitude. Loved what she was about. And now it's like, come on. Okay. Put this girl in some matches that we can see what she's made of. Come on, WWE. Let's get this booking going. Please. Ask yourself this question. Is 
lately, Bianca Belair booking as good as her booking in early 2021. If you're saying yes against the matches in Dewdrop, I get it. They're trying to put Dewdrop over. Who, who better to do that than Bianca? But come on. Is this really where we need to put Bianca right now? Think about this. Is this really where we want Bianca? As, as, your, as your fan favorite? I don't think so. I don't think so. And that's why my number one is Sasha Banks. The booking for her has been amazing. Obviously, she is loved by the creative staff in WWE because they can put her almost in any scenario and it turns into gold. Turns into gold. So you got Sasha Banks, the Midas Touch, the Boss, the Standard, number one on TBR's list of top five female wrestlers. And I got to say, I'm not disappointed because the number one and number two went out at WrestleMania, and that was the best match at WrestleMania. Again, we tune in for the women's wrestling. TBR likes to watch the women's matches, and that match was worthy of your main event. That match had all the hype. It had everything we were looking for at WrestleMania, and it delivered. It delivered. We loved it. I was at the People's Host house. We were sitting there. We were watching this match, and we both agreed that night one, that match, everything about it was amazing. We thought at the time, if night one is putting on a match like this, if that's our main event, what will night two bring us? Well... Night 2 was a little underwhelming for us, but nonetheless, because of that, we have to give it to Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair as having the best match at WrestleMania, and a lot of it had to do with how Sasha was acting in the ring as the heel. She was putting on a show. We wanted Bianca to win so damn bad when it was over just because of what Sasha was doing. That was the kind of booking we want for Bianca Belair that should put her at number one on anybody's list. That's what we were looking for. That That is the kind of emotion that we want to see out of Bianca Belair. It, it delivered emotionally on Bianca on all cylinders. She was hitting on everything. And now we got a wrestling dewdrop. Well, Bianca is still Bianca. She can do so much better. Come on, WWE. She can do better. And you know it. I hate to steal a tagline from MJF, but she's better than you and you know it. And Sasha Banks, she's Sasha Banks no matter what she does. It doesn't matter what you put her in, she's going to be your number one. Sasha Banks will turn anything into gold. Matches against Dewdrop will be one of the most watched matches if it's Sasha Banks versus Bianca. That's just what Sasha does. Look, if you put Sasha in a match against anybody... Anybody, and I'm, I'm going to, look, I'm going to give you guys a good example. If, if you really want me to get down to it, I feel like this is this is really worthy of it. But if, if you want to put Bianca in any matches and say, wow, that was awesome. Think about the matches that she was just having a month ago with Roxy. Roxy coming out of NXT, wasn't the biggest fan of Roxy, thought she was kind of weird. Now she's having wrestling matches with Sasha Banks, and I like Roxy. I really do. I think Roxy's great. And Sasha did that for me. Sasha, you're number one. You took a wrestler from NXT that I was like, <gasps> next. Literally. 
Roxy comes to the main roster. She's wrestling Sasha Banks. And we're like, whoa, who's that? Roxy? What? Survivor Series? What? We loved it. Sasha did that. She put that girl over. Deservingly so. Deservingly so. Everything Sasha Banks touches turns to gold. And she's my number one. Now next week, when the People's Host returns, hopefully we get the big dog on the mic. They can disagree with me. I, 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 I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I want full-on heel, the People's Host going heel on the baby face, the guy. And I know every show I say, stay heel, baby. I, I do that. I do it because I think it's funny. I think it's fun. This is something I do. At the, at the beginning of every show, we tagline, which, by the way, please follow us on Facebook or Twitter and stay heel, baby. Please do. We need more support. I need more of the fans to come on our Facebook page and say, you know what, the guy? You're wrong about your list, guy. I need that. We need that kind of input from our fans. I do. I'm going to plug our show for a minute. We have been on the air or on doing podcasts. We've been online for a couple years now couple years. In my opinion, I think we have the best wrestling podcast out there to date. We've had a lot of other podcasters come and go, try to compete with us. They never seem to be able to hang. But there's a lot of good wrestling podcasts out there that are still on today that are able to hang with us. And more power to you. We like you. Maybe we don't. Maybe I'm just saying that to be nice. But the truth of the matter is, we've been doing this for a while. And we need more of that fan support. you got to come to our Twitter. Start following us on Twitter. We'll post more on Twitter. Come to our Facebook Facebook page. Follow us. We'll post more on Facebook. Come on and say the guy is an idiot. We hate your list. And I'm going to get on there and say, tell me what you like. Because then it's going to help our content. Without you, we have no content. We need more of the fan input. You can find us on Facebook under the Turnbuckle Report. You can find us on Twitter on the Turnbuckle Report. And we're on almost every every platform there is and we have dudes out there stealing our shows week after week just posting them out there so you can hear us week after week wednesday after wednesday there we are and we got people stealing our show just so that you can hear it and we love to entertain the people's host and i have been doing it since we were teenagers we love to entertain and you got a side of the people's host, or i'm sorry you got a side of the guy chad tonight because i'm the host tonight y'all you got a side of me that you probably haven't seen before or heard before Because I like to think of myself as the caddy in the show. I'm going to carry your clubs. I'm going to hand you your driver. I'm going to set down your tee for you, the people's house. And I'm going to let you tee off and hit the shit out of that ball so that you hit hole-in-ones every hit. Better yet, I'm like the tee and tee ball, the people's house. I'm going to put the tee down. I'm going to put the ball on tee. I'm going to let you swing that bat. And you're going to hit home runs every time. Because I enjoy what I do for this show. And nobody's going to take that away from me. I enjoy it. I enjoy sitting with the people's host day after or Wednesday after Wednesday talking wrestling. I love my role in the show. The big dog, funniest wrestling commentator I know. Nobody's going to take that away from him. He's the best. He's the best. We get him on the mic. It's fire. It's gold. Just like Sasha Banks. Everything he touches is gold. We all love our roles. But when I'm the host, I got to bring out a different personality tonight. And I had to be a little more heelish to get through the show and i hope you really enjoyed it because that's my top five male wrestlers top five female wrestlers and and maybe we'll get into tag teams next week maybe maybe the people's host and i should really sit down and really discuss out some tag teams both men and women's side and even decide if AEW even needs tag team belts for the women's wrestlers it's very possible that they do or they don't i really don't know 
as of right now, that's a that's a that's a discussion for next week, and I gotta leave it up in the air. So I just tagged our show. I just said where you can find us. You let us know next week if you want the people's host and the guy Chad and the big dog to discuss the top five men and women tag team wrestlers for the year of 2021 and whether or not you feel in AEW the women need belts because anytime I get on social media, I keep reading that the AEW has way too many belts, they say. Way too many, they say. And I'm not even sure how that's true. You've got all these belts on the WWE side. You're not complaining at all. And they have tag team belts for the women. AEW doesn't have that. They have a mid-card belt, a champion belt, both sides, men and women. They got the tag team titles for the men, none for the women. It may be time that AEW considers maybe giving those women a tag team title. We're going to leave that in the air for now. We're going to put a pin in that. We'll come back around to it. But this has been the guy, Chad, and you've been listening to the Turnbuckle Report. And as the people's hosts always say, whether you're heel or whether you're babyface, you do you. Dogcast Production.